so somebody asked a question why are masculine masculine sensing obsessive their exes yeah how would you answer that do you think that masculine presenting women are obsessed with their exes? First of all, do you think that was an indirect? That was definitely 100% indirect. Yeah. Like, babe, like... And this is the thing about... Um, it's been so weird, like, dating after a breakup, especially dating after a public breakup, because it's like you're not allowed time and space to sort of grieve your relationship. Like you must be in that pond in 2.5 seconds. And that's, and then that's why people are like, oh, you're still obsessed with your ex or you're not over your ex and da, 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 da. I'm sorry, when you're with someone for like three years, it's gonna take a while for you to um, not even get over them, but just get over the fact the that, yeah, that they're not gonna be in your life anymore. Like yeah. in that capacity. You're grieving the you're grie- Exactly. You're, grieving, you're just grieving everything about the relationship. Exactly. You're grieving a, a friend that you've now lost. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like people need to take time and stop, you know, speculating about whether, you know, two exes are still in love. And it's, not a, it's not about that. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Hi, guys, and welcome to the 129th episode of the Two Twos podcast. I am Nana. And I'm Rose. And together we are Two Twos. <laughs> but you know, we need to, do you know what intro? At the beginning, we yeah. need to change the intro because every single week we're getting blasted by YouTube. Copyright this, copyright that. Copyright, copyright, copyright. All the people that hit us up talking about, and we said we asked for a jingle. Yes. It's a bit lazy, but we're going to get back to everybody before the new year because I think the new year we need to launch. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With our newness. With, our, with the fresh. With, with the fresh, fresh with the, the short form content yeah yeah all of that we're coming we're coming Pets, you we're know coming. give us some tips we're coming we're coming yeah yeah, yeah. but we definitely yeah. need to switch that up yeah. <laughs> every week like, can I come? <laughs> the seeing that email <laughs> the, the money's leaving us <laughs> seeing that email we're gonna do it we're gonna do it but how are you no. doing how yeah, are you good. i've had a good week actually mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> it's been a bit of an average week actually actually i did a panel this week here oh. i didn't say about the panel but it was um, at a publicist company, mm-hmm. but they're all like lots of companies in one building. Yeah. So there was a PR company, advertising company, publicist, all of that in one building. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, they basically all the black people came together basically and had made this panel, mm-hmm. and it was about black women in the workplace. And I did it with two other women, one woman called Pauline, who works in DNI, and another the woman that owns Saint Ames Cafe in mm-hmm. West End, and um. It was very insightful, but what was mad to me was afterwards, I've never done a panel before, yeah? Mm-hmm. And we went to the pub around the corner. Okay. Afterwards. And You're after right. the panels, we normally leave. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We normally yeah, go yeah, off. Yeah, but we don't yeah. normally stay in chat after yeah, the panels, yeah? yeah? Apart from another one with its dinner, with a lunch. With lunch, them. yeah. But usually we don't hang about. But I was, I went to the pub with them afterwards. How was that? It was really good. It was really, really mm. good. Um, But it was just like, I got to really sit down and continue the conversation. Mm. And it's like, a lot of them were the only black women in on their floor but they all work for the same company they all work for different companies yeah they know each other. yeah 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 so all of them come to this room they felt so safe because outside of that in the normal every in the same building they don't see up this many black people they didn't even know if each other was there some of them met each other because of this talk because of this panel mm-hmm. and it was mad and I, every single person i asked about how long they've been in the, in the workplace only one of them said three years after that, the second longest was 11 months, but she was an Asian woman who actually follows me mm. on Instagram. I follow her back as well. And she also used to listen to her clubhouses. Oh, right, if right. You might, if I'll tell you, you'll know who yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, all right. But then, um, and then 
everyone else was like maximum four months work there. And when they're trying to, I mean, like they're trying to get people it's in. New it's diversity. new diversity. It's, it's new. It's new diversity. They're I said since George Floyd and BM. Nah, listen. BLM. But but that was like one of the other panels that we did, yeah. And there was like probably everybody that was in the committee mm-hmm. that got us to do the panel were the black ones. The black like ones. the audience would just why? Yeah, yeah, there was like no black there was no black people. There in was a the couple audience. Asian people. Yeah, the audience. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's, it's mad. It's mad. And we're just it's talking mad. about, you can see that it was like a safe space just for people to express how they feel mm-hmm. in the workplace. There was mm-hmm. one black man there and he asked a question saying that, um, what can black women do? Or how do you feel that black women support black women in the workplace? Mm-hmm. And, and most people like, they're the weakest link. Like, yeah. even me, I was just like, I've never had a job and been friends with a black man at work. Mm-hmm. Like they've just kind of done their own thing. And... But one, a few people disagreed and said they've had, which was really good to hear, but everyone was has having these very shared experiences. Those yeah. were the microaggressions. One of them said, that, yep. how do you build resilience in the workplace? And you shouldn't need the, to. Exactly. One of the panelists was like, yeah. Um, to, we, she just, she spoke about, you know, resilience and how, what the experience she's had, one that works in DNA and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was inside and that was like, but why do you need to be resilient? Yeah. Like, why do you need to, why? you come to work to work. You, yeah. Why do you need to be resilient against all these other things? Yeah. Like microaggressions. The <laughs> no. white girl Susie next to you. She don't have to be she's resilient. She's allowed to cry at work. No, yeah. No, do you know what I'm saying? She don't no, have to be resilient. No, it's not fair. Yeah. So I was just like, why? But it was so interesting. A lot of them were quite young. A lot of them were asking me for like career advice. And I found it so <laughs> You know, I'm figuring it out myself. Like, yeah, we're all figuring it out. We're all figuring it out. Figuring like, it out. Yeah. When I was like, oh, what, how would you advise? And the thing is, that I actually had advice to give them. Mm. No matter how, like, actually, if you're a black woman working in the corporate world and you had that experience, it doesn't matter if you work in the same field. Yeah. You have the same experiences. Everyone has so You can same, actually share yeah. and give advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will ask me about different companies. And I think because we've been able to do these panels in different, different companies and we've worked, we've worked here. Mm-hmm. You can actually advise people where to go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. when they was asked me about PR companies, she worked as her first PR job and I was giving her all these PR companies because I've worked with PR companies in different capacities. Yeah, it's true. So I was like, she was like, she didn't know about some of the bait ones and I'm just thinking, it's so good to share knowledge. And it yeah, is, like, it is. And even that's why like people talk about like even sharing like how much they earn because like, you know, your white counterpart can get, be getting like two, mm-hmm. three grand more than you and you wouldn't know because you don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. I think we have this Britishness of like not speaking about certain things, like your age is one of them, a woman's age or, you know, the pay or how much you get paid. That's, it's ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. when you share that information, when you share that knowledge, it only helps people. Yeah. Only like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be getting actually, you know. I'm not getting near as enough. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's really, really important to share knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, that, that was my week, actually. Um, I went out yesterday as well. Yeah. And I had a very interesting day yesterday. I went to... Actually, I'm not going to share where I went. But yep. um, I had an interesting day yesterday. I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And... How would you? Do you want to get? Do you want to get to <laughs> it? Do you want to really? get to it? Like, yeah. I said, you know what? No. Okay. I'm fair enough. To myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. absolutely fine. <laughs> my week was a shit show. Like my week wasn't as great and as positive as your week was. I first started off the week by having um, food poisoning. I had food poisoning. I had some fish from a shop that I usually go to. It's a Caribbean shop that I usually go to. Um, I got the you know stew fish, pumpkin rice, coleslaw. This is something I would never dream of ordering. Really? Why? <laughs> it's so good, and I've had it so many times. It's so good. What did it do? It 
fucked up my uh, stomach. I had it on a Sunday night. Monday morning, I was all right. Like, but when it got to about 11 a.m., I was wrecked, bruv. And I've never felt so vulnerable in my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never felt so fucking vulnerable. So guys, just stay away from the, you know, like the delivery roof, like seafood, because a lot of people be cooking in their houses. Ugh. A lot of people be cooking in their homes. What? So yeah. And then, um, yeah, like, and then my period came, which is a blessing and a curse because my period's always very um, painful. It's not been painful this week. It has been painful. Oh. It's been very, very painful. I've been, do you know what I was thinking when I was on all fours in pain? <laughs> I was thinking, this is how women in labor act. Why am I on it's all true, fours? You know? I wasn't on my all fours in labor. Mm, true. Why <laughs> am I on my period and I'm on all fours? And I just think that more needs to be done about the women's issues, like, or people that have women's issues or these issues. Like, I think more needs to be done about it. Well, be honest with you, Eve shouldn't eat the fruit. Is this what you <laughs> fucking say? Don't fucking blame it on it. That, that, don't you know fucking blame it on Eve. Eve shouldn't have eaten the peach, the apple, whatever that's it sounding, was. That's sounding that's kind why. of misogynistic. That, that was the punishment that God gave us. I don't think it's yes, fair. Nobody Do you know what? I don't think it's fair because I think if you're going to give people a punishment, can it all be the same? Why am I getting more pain than, I, than the, the average person? Woman? What happened to Did him? Did Adam not get any? Ad, nothing happened to Adam. Oh. Nothing. Okay, misogynistic. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> 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 that's what I fucking said. But I, it, I said it's a blessing as well because my birthday is actually... Well, you're gonna be. It's gonna be my birthday. Past my birthday when yes. you guys listen to this. But yeah, so like I'm happy. It's coming out on your birthday this episode. I know the day after. Oh, so I'm actually happy that it came. Woo! woo, woo, woo. But yeah, period on the birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, like I got no. On your, on your period on your birthday is mad. Do you know what? Yeah, I think. It's very refreshing mm. when masculine presenting people talk about their periods. Yeah, I think so as well because I think. You know, I think even when I was younger, I used to be kind of like, not ashamed, but like I used to hide my, um, like my tampons and my pads and stuff. Like when I go to the shop, I'm kind of like weary about like who's around and I'm carrying it and stuff like that. And this was like, obviously my younger twenties, but we shouldn't be ashamed of these things. We shouldn't, we should talk about it more. And do you know why I say that? I had a conversation. Um, the person actually told me not to talk about this. I want to talk about it. <laughs> I had a conversation and... <laughs> The person was like, do you wear, what do you wear? Pads or tampons? And I was like, I wear tampons. So I'm really surprised to hear that. And I was like, why? Because, you, because you're, you're masculine presenting. Yeah, you're masculine presenting. Why are you wearing a tampon? And I was like, because. It soaks up the distance. I was like, I'm sorry, but I can't put pads in my boxes. You can. I mean, you can, but for me, it's not comfortable for me. Maybe because of the type of boxes that I wear, I don't know. But it's not comfortable mm. for me. Because my period is like really heavy. Uh, do you know what that's why aside I wear both that, yeah aside from that I think I just wear tampons yeah, sometimes I wear panty liner but it just yeah, it yeah. looks bare weird in the boxes because it's barely covering much surface but <laughs> like but yeah she was just like do you know she was like did you know that a lot of like masculine presenting people and studs wear granny knickers or pants like women's pants and then they wear pads or whatever and then they wear their boxes I did not know that so this the time the of the month they wear granny knickers they wear granny knickers. I didn't know this. Like, I I don't like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable in um like knickers or panties really. I need a whole thing that covers like mm. everything. And I know like granny panties covers the majority, but I need something that covers everything. So that's why I like boxers. For me, it works, you know, because I have a very heavy like flow. I wear tampons and a pad 
and I just made yeah, it I work. Yeah, I think your was heavier than mine. Yeah, because I used to, yeah. I only use the orange Tampax. Oh, no, I only. used the green one. Oh, so, so yours is heavier than mine. Listen, I'm, when I tell I totally you, I'm, I'm dying every month. Like, yeah. no one's listening to me, but so, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't need to wear, wear the pad. Like yeah. That. But like, I, I remember in the beginning, beginning, when I first started wearing boxers, I did like, I did, I think I did, did I wear, I never know. On my period, yeah. I only wore pants. I didn't think about wearing both. Right. And then, so I was like, why am I doing this? I just, yeah, because I was, would I still wear pads then? I did wear pads. No, I wore, I've been wearing tampons for time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I yeah i i yeah no I, do you know and i know what you mean about like wearing pads sometimes because sometimes it can shift in the boxes because the boxes is made like it's too big in it like when it the actual pad is like made for panties like yeah, the way that is even the shape of it is even made and that's kind of like discrimination what about us masculine yeah. people trans men like what about well, i us? guess that's why you got the pant the boxer panty there's there's a masculine presenting world. There's a gender neutral. But it's like it's very expensive. It's, it's, they're they're always, not accessible. They're always they're like they're they're somebody should have even advertised this episode for this. <laughs> but I feel like someone has actually contacted this word, but it's probably ain't replied. But they mm. did. There is a company that they do gender neutral underwear mm-hmm. for people on their periods. I forgot what the company is called, but like so you don't have to wear. Um, tampon, sanitary towel. Mm-hmm. You just wear the pants and it soaks it up. Right. And apparently, like you can't feel it. Oh, I heard about yeah. yeah and then you, you wash it after, it. innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It. But it's like twenty four pounds for one no, boxer. The gender neutral one was more. The gender neutral one because somebody sent me the link. The gender neutral one was actually more. Um, but I had a friend who's got like a discount code for money off or something like that. She sent it to me, but I, I haven't. I don't. Know, I feel like I need to get over the mental barrier of I'm not wearing. Yeah, it. of wearing it because I just feel like. I can't not, when I'm on, I need to wear something because obviously I'm, you know, yeah. I'm bleeding. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think I would need to get over that mental, you know, thing of like, uh, I need to wear something. That's just, yeah, it's weird. But yeah, like, yeah, we should, um, we sponsor, sponsor us to talk about this. Yeah, we're talking this about this period. Just try, just try all the period pants. <laughs> period. Mariah hates it when I say period. I always go around the house going, period, period. Why? Kid, do you know what? Like, I really and truly like when you're younger as well. Like, you have a lot of shame when it comes to like your period and stuff. Like, you don't even want to say the word. Like, period is that actually a, a, a dangerous word? Like, you can't even say a yeah. period. Do you know what I mean? Like, and there's a lot of your sh- like shame attached to it. Do you know what I mean? But we are. It's natural. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's very, very natural. I've decided I'm gonna go on the coil because of the heavy period, pe- uh, heavy period, and the period pains. Okay. So that's something that. I've never needed contraception, obviously. I used to because have um, implants. Oh, you just had a, the uh, scar. I'm done. There. I'm done. My, my Was this after the pregnancy? Yeah, my mum uh, said, you know, I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> so go and get an implant. Like, having sex with men or whatever you're doing. <laughs> like, whatever you're go doing. Go and get an implant just, to, just in case. I wouldn't have got an implant, but it was useless, to be honest. Um, but it made my period heavier. It, well, it depends. Yeah. So I've read that some for some women... Like if your periods are not that heavy and you get like contraception, whether it's, you know, the coil or the implant, it can make your period heavy. So I'm hoping that mine is the reverse of that Mm. and the inverse and that it makes it less. Some people don't have a period at all. Then that's why I'm hoping, God, please. God, because- Some people are lucky enough to have that. I can't fucking deal with this. But yeah, I need more research to be done on this shit because I'm suffering. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I need mass babes to be proud of their periods, don't we? Yeah, I think so. I really think so. I think that we should be able to talk about it and we shouldn't be, you know, shameful. Like that shame that comes with like, 
having your period. And I guess like even it goes down back to our like, you know, us growing up and our parents not really talking to us about stuff. Mm. They'll be like, I think my mum was just like, yeah, you're going to get your period. It's going to be like, <laughs> it's, you're going to bleed. I need to give you egg or something. Like there's this cultural thing where they give you egg and gone. I don't know. Are they like, give you egg, is it? They cook their egg, yeah. Like a fried <laughs> egg. I don't know. I don't know. I never got an egg because I, <laughs> I was at my cousin's house when period came. And yeah, there's just like this whole shame when it comes to having your period. And I think that, even like telling us about it or how it happens and what happens and why and stuff is really important. And we don't get that as kids or we didn't get that as kids. I hope things are changing and we're less um, embarrassed about it. I mean, my niece is 15, right? And she called me the other time and she was talking about um, how she did a mock exam and that it was hard and that her period came and she had period pain, so it was even worse and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, we need we need kids to be able to talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, hopefully yeah, Mariah will get there. She's still like oh, no, she young. Hates- talking but when they learned about it in school she yeah. told me and she told me that you know they learned about wet dreams oh. and like stuff like that this was when she was in primary school and obviously learned about periods she came and was like am i gonna have that and i was like yeah she goes how do we stop it and i said this is girl. there's no stopping it's coming girl i knew girl you're getting a period i tell you if i knew <laughs> i would tell you but there's no stopping oh. it unfortunately but, but you know when she before she went to year seven obviously i started my year seven end of year seven so i just said to oh. her like yeah i just was just like Mine came in year seven. Mm. Your grandma's one also came in year seven. She mm. also might come in year seven. Mm. And so she actually has, I bought her like sanitary towels and stuff so that, and I've shown her how to bag. use it. So like she, she doesn't put her bag because she's embarrassed. It's just in the house. It's, but it's meant, she's meant to be taking it, but she just said, you know, no, at the beginning of year seven, she said, she said, no, I don't need it. It's okay. Yeah. We comes and it comes and they'll call, yeah. me, they'll, come, they'll call me to come pick it up from school then. And then, um, but yeah, she's very much aware. I showed her how to use it. Like she knows mm-hmm. we have even now when I'm on period, I tell her I'm on period. Or yeah, that's like good that yeah. the you know natural conversation surrounding it, so she feels less ashamed and stuff. Like, and I just feel I feel like more needs to be done because I'm thinking now about like you know kids you know that have their periods and like having to study through that, having to study through the pain or the uncomfortability yeah. and stuff. Like I'm an adult, yeah, I'm a fully grown adult, and I I really really like find it very difficult to be productive when I'm in pain. And of course, like. Because there's not a lot of conversations around periods and there's not a lot of like research and stuff, like it nobody pays attention to it. Like mm. it's just something that happens to, you know, people that are assigned um female at birth. And that's that's it. Like that's it. And we're just like we're supposed to just suffer in silence. And it's just not right. So I just really hope that things change um for people like me who go through it every month. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's my rant. Yeah. Oh, Twitter, I'm not on Twitter anymore. I know some people ask me. If I'm coming back, the answer's no. I think my account's <laughs> probably even gone now. It's been over a month now. <laughs> yeah, so it's been over a month. My account's gone. Um, Twitter's a cesspit. I'm not coming back. I just can't. I can't fucking do it. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm probably going to be joining Anna soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all I do is tweet, I'm a close circle of friends now. That's what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Like, And yeah, everything's just so... No, I don't think everything's censored yet. Everything's just... I feel like we're exposed to too much trauma. I would be sensitizing, and it's just it is it's addictive. It's it is very addictive. addictive. I have to admit, yeah, that's what it's addictive, mm-hmm. and it's not something I'm going to be addicted to because it doesn't benefit to me. No, in many ways, there is is a good good source of um of to get information. Information, yeah. It's like it can pass time and stuff like that, but there's other ways to get the same information. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? More healthier ways to get the same information. Mm-hmm. It's good for promoting things. I don't think this podcast would be what it is without, without Twitter. Twitter. So the hashtags and people talking about like it. In the beginning, yeah. it, it just Instagram, I don't think it'd be reaching the audience no, it does absolutely if it wasn't not. Twitter. So 
for some I do want to keep it for just the podcast, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's only called a podcast. But, but that's how I but that's how I felt though. Like for the better part of like a year or two, I felt like I had to stay on Twitter because of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't want to be on there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's hard to just like or people be like, Oh yeah, you could just like delete the app. But I delete the app and I'll download it again in two point five seconds. Like because yeah, you know, yeah. it's an addiction, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But as you said, like it's just so toxic. Twitter is very it can be very very toxic of course it has its pros like you can promote stuff it's good for reaching a wider audience and stuff like that and it's obviously it's helped our podcast but at the same time like for the mental health just being able to have access to so many people's thoughts is crazy like that's not normal yeah it's crazy that is shit is not normal and we say that but we get some really good subjects from there we do and that's what i've actually missed do you know what i mean because on on the way here i was like oh my god what else have i missed like because i'm missing bad (laughs) shit that's going on i'm just in my bubble now do you know what i mean so you know yeah so i was updating and i was just like you know this is what's been happening on twitter And one of the conversations was around somebody's sexuality mm-hmm. and like because of the reason why it's because of the way they present. And it was like, surely they have to be a lesbian because of the way they present. But not only, no, I don't even think it's the way that they present because they present feminine. But mm-hmm. it's more so... It's the demeanour. It's their demeanour. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the way... Me they... and another films compared to her. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. <laughs> no one. But I don't... Yeah, like it's it's. I think it's given the. I think it's given the same as us, really. Like no, it's yeah, or a bit more. But yeah, I mean, I think it's given the same. It's given it's given the same as us, and it's like that's what people are questioning. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I guess, in a, it, on one hand, it's not fair to to use that to question her sexuality mm-hmm. because it's like you just because you act that way or you present that way doesn't mean that you, you lack a certain um mm. sex do you know what i mean mm. you know that's fair to say but at the same time like when you like we have a gaydar i guess i would say yeah and when we see something we're just like oh hmm. i'm not so correct <laughs> <laughs> like like when i went on meg's talks podcast big up to meg's talk like i was like what what way is there? What is gay? Like, what does gay look like? Mm. And then she was just basically like, okay, okay, we can say that, but let's keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred. There is right? a way. There There's is a, a way, way that people walk, talk, dress, the way they carry themselves. But I think that's only for us though, because obviously when it comes to femmes, you wouldn't know. Like, so if you if you was looking at a femme, and this is where the stereotypes come in, like you're looking at a femme, you're gonna immediately think that they're straight. Mm-hmm. If you don't know them, you just see them see them on the street. They're dressed up, feminine, lipstick, heels, all of that. You're gonna assume that they like men. Mm-hmm. right but when it's like obviously us I and mean, we just this way we could we could we could be straight there are people that look like us maybe a small amount or people that look like us that are straight basically it's possible it's, it's possible. possible yeah it's just that like the stereotypical way of what a lesbian is or maybe even a gay man is is a certain way so for the gay men you're going to be saying oh feminine. they're a bit feminine and mm-hmm. x y and z for a lesbian you're gonna say she's a bit of a tomboy mm-hmm. like those are just the two those are just two that's one way to present right both sexualities right but that one way to present is the way that people used to identify yeah the most stereotypical way to identify mm-hmm. a lesbian or a gay man mm-hmm. and i mean is it problematic because that is a type of lesbian gay yeah. man, and most of the time they are they are let's <laughs> <laughs> Because they just are. Like, there are a few guys who are a bit effeminate. Mm. And then 
for a long time. They're straight. And then you know what? Eventually they say, do you know what? Actually, I am. Yeah. I am a bit yeah. queer. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's the same. It's the same. But it's the same is, thing. But the for, thing um, is, yeah, look, there's one girl that like, we knew for a long time. He married to this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, true. I wonder about who this yeah. one is. Yeah. It's like, that's now. That, that's a gay woman. That's a gay woman. But like, yeah, but then also like, is it all just a performance? Because I was, you know, I was um, watching my friend's um, story and like they went to a party and they dressed up all feminine and then they came back, they um, identified he, they, and then they came back and um, they were on the story and they were like, this is all a performance. Like, you know, the wig, the dress, the heels, this is, there um, were assigned female at birth. And they're like, this is just a performance. Is it all just a performance? Mm. It is a performance. Or is it innate? Because I don't know, because obviously like you get the um, story of the little boy who was effeminate and liked to dress up in their mum's wardrobe and the heels and the dresses and stuff. And then, you know, years down the line, they come out as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but is that something that's innate or is it performance? That's what I'm trying to, is it a bit of both? I don't like, I don't know. I think probably it's a bit of both. I think so, because even us, in different situations, our masculinity presents more than our femininity mm. and vice versa. But what is that? What is it? Uh, is it the environment that we're in? Is it the mood that we're in mm. that day? Like, what is the reason why we present in different ways? Yeah. And I just think it's the same for like this particular person. I think this particular person, um, I don't want to say anything to me, obviously. If you know who it is, you know who it is. Yeah. But like, if I just feel like this particular person, it's presenting in their natural way. I think that's just how they are as a mm-hmm. person. I think that um, they, they don't, I don't, as far as I know, they don't speak about their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever they are, it's up to them. Actually, I think they are a straight person. I think they're just trying to straight. I think so. Yeah, I've I never, I, do you know, I've never seen them speak about who they like yeah. or their sexuality. But they're so. a Christian. Yeah. So we can, I, we can say that they're probably planning, wanting to marry a man according mm. to the, the Christian faith. They want to mm. follow that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the stereotypes around it, I think it's up to them. I feel like, do you know what the f- best thing to do? If no one ain't said what they are, yeah. you shouldn't speculate. Yeah, you shouldn't really. speculate. And you shouldn't, it, yeah, that's basically, don't don't speculate. Because at the end of the day, like people, some people don't want to put out their personal lives like that. Do you know what I mean? Like whether who, like they want to talk about who they're dating and stuff like that. They want to keep that, you know, private. Mm-hmm. And they want their work to stand out and, you know, speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, they're amazing performer um, and people should just focus on Yeah, that. they're a good performer. Yeah. Like, they're lit. They yeah. look great. Yeah. And, you know, I just think however they identify in terms of their sexuality is actually up to it's them. Up to it's them. really up to them. Um, there's a lot of pressure for black people to be a certain way anyway yeah so if people don't fit in that fold then good for them when i yeah 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 and i think that's part of like us even in the community like we have to kind of like give grace to people that are just a multitude of things Mm -hmm. like because you know people aren't one way all the time or they they can change we can change you know what i mean we're always evolving so i guess like give grace and space to people for that yeah i guess and let people be who they say they are yeah definitely yeah definitely you, you can't question even that if you saw them in voxel back in the days <laughs> they don't go to voxel now so <laughs> um would you date a stem <laughs> or is it strictly femme somebody asked that so um a while ago i <laughs> i asked my followers to ask us some questions that they would that they would be scared to ask a stud or masculine presenting because obviously we don't identify a stud um, and one of the questions was, would you date a STEM or is it strictly femme? 
would I date a femme or strictly femme? Or is it strictly, f- you only strictly, strictly femme? femme? Yeah. I'm strictly femme, yeah. <laughs> 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 femme. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into any stems. I think I'll probably date a son before I date a stem, actually. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah. How come? Do you know what? It, okay, when I think about stems, yeah. Okay, when I think about these labels in general, starred femmes, stem, whatever, I think about what it was I like back in the day. I don't think about how it represent today. Yeah. I just think about back in the day. And when I think about stem, I think about a skinny, make sure it's gal of an undercar with mascara on. That is what I think. That is what comes to my mind. Right, right. Yeah, I okay. I, I hear what you're saying. And that's just not what I'm attracted to. It's just not to. your type. Okay. Not my type. Yeah. And they usually trying to have some big dick energy in the middle of the club competing with the studs and yeah there's just this weird cringiness and I've, yeah i do feel like sometimes them tend to compete with studs a little bit mm-hmm. um they might have a sleeve on i have actually d- dated someone that looks like this like funny enough the stripper bay um she actually looks <laughs> she probably is a stem actually <laughs> she is a stem but her um that's the thing about it because I think I could, I say this, I don't know. I, I'm a very, I'm very much attracted to femininity. Everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows how I love like a, you know, typical, you know, form, a woman form, typical woman form, whatever. Um, everybody knows that. And I do like to say that because I like to think that I'm an open person. I do like to say that I could date whoever as long as they're like feminine and that, like that's in the mannerisms though that's more like in their like being i would date somebody who's feminine but like in terms of like how they present how they dress it doesn't have to be feminine but i do love feminine women like aesthetically feminine i like aesthetically feminine women yeah so i I don't know i used to have the nails and be doing that yeah i'm saying and they can't pick up the coin they can't open the can hey babe can you open the can yeah I love it. I think yeah. it's sexy. I love it. I yeah. I do too, but I just like to think that maybe like the heels oh, and when they're wearing it all night and yeah. they don't have to take it off. Oh, I love it. And change their shoe. <laughs> oh my god. No offense to anyone else. That's the I love it. I just love it. I just love yeah. It. I just yeah. I'm talking shit. Um. Yeah. I just really like femininity. Yeah. Stems, stems don't have the femininity. <laughs> do you know what? Some studs have more femininity than stems. So. <laughs> and do you know what's funny? Like I do get. I think both of us like there. We're in 2022 now, and we're a bit more open when it comes to stud for stud, and like even just dating stems and stuff. So we do get people like interested that maybe a stud or maybe a stem, and. I never take it seriously. Like, I'm just like, I I take it as a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's not a, a nice thing to do. Like, me, like, I, nah, I think you take it as a joke too. Um, I was taking it as a joke. Maybe we should just take it. <laughs> <laughs> because in my mind, I'm just like, I just never, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Actually, yeah. whether it's your mind or physically. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's just not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. Like they would have to be like I don't know, like a Kalani or something. And Kalani, I see as a femme. Like I don't. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't see for Kalani. As, like as a, to do, you know what I'm saying. I guess she's trying to be big daddy energy. Yeah, and I guess like that sometimes changes with who she dates as well. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if I she so. if if she dates a per, a girl that's more femme than her, then I guess she you know assumes the daddy status but like if she's dating someone that's more mass than her then she's you know mm. the more femme babe yeah. um so yeah but no 
She's very pain, but Kalani. Oh, yeah. I, I would she, date Kalani. She's so fired. I, I do not think she's a stem. Um, she was in the L word, so you need to start watching. Um, she was in the L word, but the new one. Yeah. There's a new L word. Season three. As in the L word. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you were watching it when it came out, though. The new L word. Yeah. Did I watch season one then? I was just watched season one of that. I think so. I don't <laughs> think, think that it was three <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Please get onto it. Is she actually a character on the show? No, I think she's like got a like, guest appearance on the first episode oh. of season three, which was very sexy. Okay. Which is very, very sexy. I wouldn't mind if she came back. Um, so, talking about you, we've done stuff that, like, femme for femme. There's that, I'm sorry, I'm looking at Instagram because there's that couple that. Oh, they got them. married. I need to watch the, um, yeah, they their video. Um, yeah. Bad girl Shan Shan. <laughs> Shannon. And her babe's Amanda. And her, I was like, oh, her name. Yeah, it's uh, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. They got married. I've been seeing them on socials quite a lot. Yeah, do you know what? Pictures. When I, f- I yeah. first saw them when they went to Ghana. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I think it was last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah, they went to Ghana December. last year and they were having a good old time. And that's what I love about like people from Toronto, yeah, mm-hmm. is that because I think Shan, Shan, I can't remember her name. She's from Shannon. Shannon, yeah, she's from Toronto. And there's so much oh, like Londoners. Why are they from Toronto? Well, only Shannon is from oh. Toronto. Um, and but there's so much like Londoners that that's just like they they the way they gas is the same way that we gas. It's just like mm. it's very very similar. But yeah, they got married and like. Yeah, they're they're too they're feminine, too very feminine, feminine, very women. extremely feminine women. Do you take um two women in relationships, femmes like that, like that level of femme? Seriously, of when you see course. them, like as, as much as I see them, I'm, I'm like, oh my god, they're, you know, they're fine, like you know, show <laughs> buff. Um, but I do take it seriously. Like yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, because it's just it feels like when I'm like not taken seriously when I'm in a relationship with a feminine woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do. Yeah, I have, have have respect. Yeah, so do I. I can imagine that a lot of masculine sensing people don't probably don't probably like insert themselves, like or maybe try and move to one. Because mm. I can, I can't even imagine how much bullshit they've had from out. Yeah, just masculine sensing people, just even especially men as yeah. well. I don't know what their background is in terms of like with have always dated women, and I do think that's a bit. It's a bit problematic for me. Why do you say that? Why? Why was that something that. that came out? Yeah, that's what I think is because I think just because they're how feminine they are. The, well, they're they're bisexual. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, bi- yeah. I mean, yeah. They, you know what I mean? They're bisexual, and I think people don't take it seriously when you see two femme women like that. Like I'm talking the weave, the nails, the dresses, the heels, toes painted. Like you're gonna be like, hmm, like. Is really this is this real is this, for image? is this is this just for to do girl and girl and just slap it on instagram but no like they've got a channel on youtube and if you watch the channel yeah you see that they love each other oh i want to watch that they, they 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 look like a very interesting i just love seeing two black women be married to yeah me. that is very beautiful yeah i like going to instagram and seeing the pages where they do mrs and mrs and then they have the wedding photos and uh, yeah that's you know nice. that's that's, nice. that's real cute i think it's really nice i just hope there's more black um, weddings happening in the UK. Do you know what I was thinking about that the other day? Because we are at the age where I open up my Instagram and every time and Dick and Kerry is having a wedding. Do you know what I mean? Because we're at that age where we're 30 now and... It's always straight, Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah, but that's that's it. The, mm-hmm. the straight ones. But And our parents, like from the culture and like religion that we come from, it's the it's like okay are you are you, when will you marry kind of thing like there's a lot of pressure for for people that are, come from African backgrounds or Caribbean backgrounds whatever to get married mm-hmm. but they're not the queer ones it's definitely the straight ones a lot of pressure there for us 
I hope we described obviously no wedding. No no queer black weddings. I don't see any. No, I haven't seen any queer black weddings. I've seen I a don't. few interracial ones. Mm. Um just everything but Why black are we not getting married? We did we, we spoke about this before, didn't we? Yeah. I mean they've all broke up, didn't they? <laughs> break oh it's fucking break Well it's actually everyone that could have been married has been now single. <laughs> I know. Like everyone. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you know what it was? Yeah, for me, and I will speak to this like personally on oh, my lights on. I will speak to this personally. I um the the thought of like marriage and kids and stuff was obviously the time was approaching because for me there was definitely like a time frame. And I just felt that time frame getting closer and closer. And as a gay I kind of, I've kind of like separated myself from that. Do you know what I mean? Like separated myself from like, you know, uh, expectations of marriage and kids at a certain age. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm queer and because I have to plan for it anyway. Um, but obviously when I was in a relationship, there was more talks and more planning because I was somewhere. And, you know, when you're with someone, you want to look to the future. You want to plan ahead. Fair enough. That's a responsible thing to do. But like, as time was getting nearer and nearer, like, okay, maybe it's going to happen in two years. We wouldn't plan for this to happen in two years. I was like, two years isn't that long. Like, am I... It comes around quickly. Like, and, and it started to give me anxiety. Okay. Like, it's, it probably started to give me anxiety. And I just feel like, as a queer, I'm just like... Th- the straight thing, the straight time frame shit is not my thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to put those pressures on myself as to when I'm going to get married and when I'm going to have kids. I just want to, like, feel, re- like, I want to feel like I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, okay, now this is the time, this is the time. But what if I plan to it and that shit, I'm not ready at that time. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be, I don't want to be like these straight people because I think straight people really force it. And I don't want to be that person that forces it. No. No, yeah, I didn't be forcing it, but do you know what? I hear that, but I think that now that I'm 32, time has never been something that I've been like, I need to be be married by this time. And that's good. It's a, but now we're starting to kick in. Really, it actually is, and it starts to kick in because I there's certain things I don't want to be doing in my 40s and 50s. Like what? Like I don't want to be feeding the baby. <laughs> I don't want to be feeding a baby at that time. I literally want to be enjoying my life. Like, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be. I feel like we work so much in our younger years, and I want to use my older years to to relax and enjoy mm-hmm. my family. Not to say that feeding is not enjoyable time. However, that's just not what I want to be doing. You don't want to. You want to be on the yacht in it. Yeah, in I your want my family to be going on holidays abroad. Yeah. Um. I don't want to. I don't want us to like not be able to go away because someone's. We have to wait for half term. Like, I can do that. I can do that now. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I can do that now. I don't want to do it later yeah, on down the kids. line. <laughs> So I I hear yeah, it. So I am actually now beginning to feel the pressure of time, um, mainly because when it comes to kids, I think mainly when it comes to kids, I do think like I'm starting to have a fear of not ha- by finding somebody as well. I think I'm starting to find that. So I don't. I think that's kind of I'm feeling. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean that to interrupt you, girl. Go. I think that's it's really my time. Time, but it's something very new. I've been thinking about time in the past, like two, three months. Before mm. that, I didn't really care about time. Right. It's something that's quite new, and I've, maybe it's because I'm really thinking about my future a lot more than what I used to in regards to my relationships and mm. family and stuff like that. But yeah, you. I think it's you know what it is for me is that like my career is 
sort of like the thing that's on top of my priority list. And so like the family and stuff comes after because in my mind, I'm like, I can barely do shit now that I have no kids and no fucking wife. Like yeah. I can barely get shit done now. And I'm just thinking about like when all those things come, like when am I going to have the time to put into my career? Um, because I'm going to have to be given time to other things that are very important and also a huge responsibility. So it's just like now is the time. So like, and I feel like if I'm not where I want to be, if I'm not satisfied, if I'm not fulfilled, I can't, I can't give from an empty cup. No. Do you know what I mean? So like, mm. that's where I'm at at the moment. I might change. You know what I mean, for right now, I do see myself single. Like I do see, I don't, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not dating. I'm not scared of being alone. I'm not scared of not finding the per the right person or the person, whatever. I'm just not. I just... So somebody asked a question, why are masculine presenting obsessive their exes? Yeah. How would you answer that? Do you think that masculine presenting women are obsessed with their exes? First of all, do you think that was an indirect? And that was definitely 100% indirect. Yeah. Like, babe, like, and this is the thing about... Um, it's been so weird, like dating after a breakup, especially dating after a public breakup, because it's like you're not allowed time and space to sort of grieve your relationship. Like you must be in that pond in 2.5 seconds. And that's and then that's why people are like, oh, you're still obsessed with your ex or you're not over your ex. And da, 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 da. I'm sorry when you're with someone for like three years it's going to take a while for you to um not even get over them, but just get over the fact the that, yeah, that they're not going to be in your life anymore. Like yeah. in that capacity. You're grieving the you're grie- Exactly. You're, grieving, you're just grieving everything about the relationship. Exactly. You're grieving a, a friend that you've now lost. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So like people need to take time and stop, you know, speculating about whether, you know, two exes are still in love. and It's not, a, it's not about that because it's not just about love. Do you know what I mean? There are other things when it comes to a relationship. Do you know what I mean? There's companionship, there's friendship. Do you know what I mean? There's intimacy, there's time spent, energy, all of that stuff, plans made. So like give time and space to that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So people to, you know, have their time. Yeah, we? definitely. But I'm, I, yeah. What, how would, what would you say? You, um, you think? Um, I do feel like <laughs> it would appear that masculine presenting people ask, um, are obsessive their exes. Um, yeah, I would say that ugh, I don't. Ugh, I don't know. It's a difficult one. It's a difficult one because breakups are hard. If you had genuine love for someone, if it was an adult kind of, I don't want to say adult. Let's say it was a, a good relationship, but you shed a lot, and you really love that person and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. You're grieving. I just feel like you're grieving, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe a lot of masculine pensing people embody this sort of like. I need to get my... I don't know. Stormzy season has arrived. That's just what I was saying. I mean, yeah. Stormzy season. And I I love that for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, Operation Get Your Girl Back if that's what you want. Like, Mm. fight for her if that's what you want. Do you know what I mean? Fight for them, whoever. Fight for whoever. Get your person back. Do you know what I mean? If that's what you want. But like... Yeah, I don't know what... I don't know what explanation there is to give for that because... I hear it. There are (laughs) Not everyone is obsessed with the ex. That's not... I'm not saying that at all. But I have observed... Some people that just don't want to let their ex go. Like people will be stalking them, people will be doing this, people will be doing, doing that. But I just think that feminine women do that as well. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's just masculine presenting women. Yeah, I think it's everybody. Yeah. That's, so, but people, it doesn't matter what they are, whether they're man, woman, whether they're non-binary, women. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It actually doesn't I matter. I also think that, like, I think that relationship, women, women, uh, women loving women relationships, when they do break down, the heartbreak is really hard. It is. It's just a different type of heartbreak. It's, it's like the love is a different type of love and so is the yeah. heartbreak. It's just, you feel like you're dying. There's a different level <laughs> of, of like intimacy when it comes to women love and women relationship like you are you bear everything you bear your soul to you know another woman because you understand each other is easier to get to that level with another woman because you're a woman yourself like so like you get to a place where it's so comfortable and so familiar and you are completely naked you're completely vulnerable in front of this person so yes it's just a, on a different level it is and you if know? we're gonna keep things a buck as well the masculine business person is normally in the wrong if we're just keeping okay. it well done. if we're gonna keep it 100 <laughs> the masculine presenting babe is be fucking up so like there's the guilt that's there you know that so they want to reconcile yeah. with that there is they've felt like it's the biggest l of their lives and they need to get their babes back or whatever the case may be, or maybe some people just miss their ego being stroked to that by that other person as well. For mm -hmm. really being honest, like mm -hmm. some people, once that person has says that they're over you, it's like shit. They're really over me. They didn't expect Fuck that. that. <laughs> like they're not stroking <laughs> your ego no more. Right. So there's that. There's just many reasons yeah. as to why. But like I said, breakups with women are just difficult. It's like, very very hard. Like if you were in love, mm -hmm. it's really difficult. It feels like you're dying, but you won't die. Yeah, well, you wouldn't die. One day you get to wait. But, yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. True. Because I think that everyone, not everyone, I would say quite a few people that I've dated since, or been on dates with since uh, being single, they, they've, if they were aware of me and my ex, they've asked me questions about, am I going to get back from my ex? Yeah, people are, gonna I mean, yeah, people ask me as that. Or well. they'd be like, what is the likelihood? Like, I don't want to go down this road with you. And then you just say that, you know, you want to go back to your ex and stuff like that. So, um, and you know what? When they have asked me that in the past, nobody's asked me that as of recently, but when mm. they asked me that in the past, I haven't answered the question. You just got to be honest. Like, yeah. I guess it's, do you know what? It's, I guess it's kind of hard because like things change. From, what I find is things change very, very quickly. So one day you might feel like this way. Another day you might feel like, you know, one day you might feel like, yeah, there's a possibility. Another day you might feel like, no, I think, yeah, I think it's done. So it's kind of hard. So like saying something and then obviously feeling another way the next day, it feels like, you know, you're full of shit. Do you know what I mean? But it's just like, these are real emotions and it's like, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. So maybe it is good to like keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just good to keep quiet. Like, mm. like, yeah, maybe it's good to go keep quiet. You don't want to be like, you don't make making someone think that you're full of shit. Like, but yeah, you're and not. I do, do you know, what I think I think that um, one thing about women that date other women as well, we try to be try to be quite transparent about if we're dating other people, mm -hmm. and I don't feel like that's always necessarily a good idea. No. To be honest, too much, too much honesty. It's sometimes too much information. It's too, it's too much, much information for what you are. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? There's obviously like as if things if things progress and get more serious, it's like it's like on a need to know basis. Like, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? If you need to know, you sh you will know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel like yeah, like the days of like just spilling everything like no. spilling all the information and stuff like that is not necessary yeah because like. then people start to get pressed yeah about hypotheticals because you when you meet <laughs> me you don't say like you want to marry me like on day one like because that's the only way you'll get all the information like 
and when you meet me and telling me you want to get married on day one, that's weird. So yeah, it's just not necessary. Yeah, I, w- I think that the most ghetto thing about dating for me so far is that people get pressed over hypotheticals, and it's yeah. Mm. Why are we talking about hypotheticals? Why are we talking about the now? The now. The what's in the present? Right now. Right. right now, we're not even anywhere. No. We're not anywhere. We haven't even jumped any sort of hurdles. So let's focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> let's focus on yeah. where are we going on the next day? Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that. Let's focus about anything else. Mm-hmm. So that's the most jarring thing I would say about dating. Dating is good, although it's good. But that's why I'm not dating. And I don't see myself dating for a while. I love that for you. Yeah. Why do masculine present women all say they would not like to be strapped? Is this an ego thing linked to trauma? Or they generally don't like penetration. Um, at, do you know what? I've got news for you. I think it's fair for me to break the news. Oh, break it! Because I, in the podcast I said before, I'm not going to be strapped. I think I've willing to disclose to you guys now that I got strapped in the summertime. Mm. <laughs> summertime strappings. <laughs> yeah, I got strapped once in the summertime. Um, I felt safe with this person to experience to let them use that toy on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was, yeah, like I said, I felt safe with the person. They knew what they were doing. However, it's not something that I'll be doing on a regular basis. Yeah. It's not something, mm. it's just, do you know what it is? It's not about the actual act of what they're doing. I think it's more to do with the energy around it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I didn't really get. In, I think enjoy. Or you didn't like it. I didn't, I mean, I liked what the person was physically doing to mm. me. But like, I didn't think I liked the energy that was. I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable with the energy. I think because it was dominating. I think so. Mm. I think because my, my toxic masculinity. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think it's because. So it to was, answer your question. Yeah, I think because it was dominating. Um, do you know it was dominating? But I still had control. Mm. I still had control in it. But I think that they were really excited to do it. Do you know for me? Femmes like, are always excited. Yeah, I think they were just really excited. And I think that their excitement to do it was like, yeah, it's because... I'm, I'm dominating I, and, you. Yeah, I'm, yeah dominating I'm dominating you. That's what it came from. Yeah. It was a bit of a cocky yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. energy. Do you know what I mean? And I was thinking, yeah, yeah. no, I ain't giving you that. And I, and I hear that. And I hear that because that's that's something that plays on my mind, <laughs> my mind as well, yeah. Because obviously, I it's no secret that, you know, I'm, I get strapped. Um, or I used to. I haven't in a long time. And I started towards like you know, towards like the end of things, like I was like, no, I don't want to be strapped. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want you to be in control in that way. Like, and that's what it is. It's a control thing. It is. It's like, you feel like you're dominating someone and I enjoy dominating. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I enjoy it. So it's just like, I don't want you to do that to me. And it was just like, yeah, once a uh, six months kind of thing. Cause it's not every day. Yeah. I don't want to be strapped every day. Like for me, whoever I end up with is somebody who doesn't enjoy using the strap. <laughs> Cause he, yeah, because it's not you it's not for yeah. you, is it? Yeah, that's yeah, somebody who's it is, strapping me I want It's to toxic masculinity. It is toxic masculinity, but I, I someone who can fulfill that for me is great. What was the question again? <laughs> so the person said, um, is it is it linked to ego, trauma, or they just generally don't like penetration i would say I like, I like penetration so it's definitely not penetration um but also i'd have to be in the mood for it as well like i prefer thing fingers over a strap and just like the size of it and like what it can do because obviously it's attached to somebody um so yeah so it's just better but yeah i think it could be any of them trauma maybe i don't have anything any trauma um when it comes to penis or Whatever. I mean, my trauma is my trauma is the penis. 
and the bodies that came with it. Yeah, but strap is not linked to. I know, but it's about remind me. Single <laughs> 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 shape got veins, got hair, circumcised. Oh, <laughs> sometimes I'm done. No, I'm but it's definitely it's definitely an ego thing as well. Like it's yeah, ego, I do like. think for me it's ego driven mostly. Mm. Um, and what was the third, the third point they made? They said trauma or. Um, we genuinely don't like penetration. Oh, okay. In terms of penetration, I don't think I'm a huge penetration fan. I don't, You're not, yeah. You, no, yeah, I'm not really that yeah. big on penetration. So, um, like, yeah, like not that many women have fingered me, for example, at all, like at all, at all. And when they do, I have to be in the mood. And the thing is, I have to be heavy confident in the person. I have to do it. This, this is it. This is it. This is it. And this is why I don't date women that have never had sex with another woman before. Mm. Because if you don't know what you're doing, child. Yeah, especially with fingers. I ain't trying right. to teach you, like, fingers. For me, I didn't even get good at fingering until, like, my late 20s. So, I after I crossed 25, that, <laughs> that's when I started getting better at fingering. So, like, it's an art form, my, yeah. my G. It's an art form, and it takes it's time. It's to be able to read people's bodies. I feel yeah. like when it comes to me and people I've had sex with, and I think about who people I've had sex with in, like, three to four years, I would say... Only, only like maybe two of those people have tried to read my body. Mm. Like outside of that, everyone kind of just does whatever they think they're meant to be doing. And I don't know if that's because I've admittedly mainly date women who mainly date men or I'm the first woman they've had sex with or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of they're just mimicking what they see on porn. I don't yeah. Know what it is. But sometimes I have to tell them to relax, like relax, like chill, like just enjoy. Don't beat in your head too much and feel like you're having to do what you do what you think is right yeah do what you feel is right yes you know what I'm saying? Because yes no sex is a feeling it's, yeah you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. not that it's not just get out of your mind a little mm-hmm. bit. so um so yeah i definitely think that it's crazy for me, that's why i don't really because but the, yeah, a lot of them come, <laughs> but the thing is as well it's like i think for us we're able to like read people like women's bodies and we're able to go by feeling because and because of the feedback that we get the feedback is that oh like I've never maybe come so quickly and you come quickly because you are one very aroused and you feel comfortable and safe and all of that stuff. You're not in your head and all of that. So we're able, the attraction is like on a hundred, like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like we're able to like create that space and it's just like people are really out there having sex that feels unsafe. Yeah, definitely. Because it's like, because they're shocked when they have like good sex. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think so. I and don't it, know, I don't know if it's a damn people, shame. People are not doing it for their pleasure. They're doing it for themselves. Pleasure, yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know. There's just something mental. Something mm. that's break down some mental barriers when it comes to sex. So when it comes to that penetration, I do think for masculine presenting people, when they don't want to strap, there's a lot of mental barriers there. Mm. I think that also comes from other masculine presenting people, like people as well, judging you. That's what I think is important for me to say that I've been strapped. But that's why I. But this is why I always said it, and I know when I said it because I must. Have, I've said it since we started the podcast. So when did we start the podcast? Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. I said this. I said that I've been getting strapped, and I said it on purpose because I knew, like, th- th- I have to represent the masculine babes that get strapped. <laughs> <laughs> do like because no one's gonna do it i'm gonna fucking do it because everyone there's a lot of shame surrounding it and there shouldn't be like you like what you like is what it is yeah yeah i think that the way that people have been made to see strapping is like you're 
you're submissive if you mm. get trapped. You're now vulnerable. You, you, you're not masculine you're, enough. You're not masculine enough and stuff like that. And I just, yeah. And also femmes have something to do with that. To mm. why, femmes to, uh, why masculine people, all stars feel like they need to, you know, really, really body right. about themselves. Mm. So... Yeah, I think the sooner that everybody kind of just relaxes a little bit and like... Yeah, it's all a fucking performance anyway. Yeah, it's just a... Perf- it's all a performance. It's yeah. all just a performance. Like, it's a strap, a dildo. It's literally a toy. Mm-hmm. It's just a toy like anything else is. Do you know what I mean? And whatever you need to do to be comfortable enough to try it, then you should be able to do that. It's something, it's something that you want to try. I think you need to get out of your head. I yeah. think you need to be someone that's safe enough because I wouldn't have done this if I didn't feel safe. It doesn't mean I haven't felt safe with other partners. Our partners haven't been interested in strapping me mm. and I also didn't want it. But this person, I felt safe enough. They they brought it up. I felt safe enough. I was like, do you know what? Let me try. I, one thing about me, I want to try everything once. I'm to be honest with you. I want to try everything poor. once. They're poor. So apart from um, in my ass, I'm not yeah, trying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can lick my ass. I do yeah. enjoy that actually. I don't want anything inside. But I don't want nothing. Objects going in there. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, no. <laughs> no. so yeah. So yeah, yeah. I just the person brought it up a couple times, and then on one occasion, I felt. Oh, I was like, all right, cool. Let's go for it. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. You know, I don't regret it. I had a good time and whatever. It is what it is. But so, yeah, I just want our masculine presenter people to know that the option is there. Yeah. Um, and that is it. Like, you shouldn't think about what other people are thinking about that. And like, two consenting adults do what you're doing in, in clothes, in your in your privacy. So yeah, that should be that, really. It, do, does, do it doesn't mean want. you're not a masculine presenting person. No. It doesn't mean you're not a stud anymore. It doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah. Just having sex. <laughs> exactly. So it's just about the sex. It's mm-hmm. about two people enjoying themselves, like, and being fully present and doing things that they want to do and exploring things that they want to explore. And that's absolutely fine. Like, anal might not be for us, but it might be for somebody It else. might be for you, girl. It might be for you, and that's absolutely fine. Like, I do like getting strapped once in a while. Do you know what I mean? Rosie doesn't like it. That's absolutely fine. It is. What that it is. is. The option is there. The option is there, yeah. And on that note, shall we yeah. close there? Let's close the thing. We're closing there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, this was totally unplanned this episode by the way but I hope it didn't come across like that it doesn't matter because they love this shit <laughs> they love it when I it's just it us I mean, it's just us and we're I talking about shit yep but yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Make sure you use the hashtag Tutu's Podcast and Conversation on Twitter. Make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Review us. Give us a five-star rating. Yes, I think sir. that you can now, like, comment. Somebody commented oh, on what? our Spotify. You can now comment on the episode. Oh, really? So we got one I comment, that for actually. Um, yeah, so make sure you do that. Make sure you follow us on our social medias. Make sure you follow us on Tutu's Podcast because Nana's left social media now. So um, if you want to, like, keep up with what's going on, we're going to try to be more active we're gonna try to we see everyone all the young gen zers that are messaging us saying we don't have short form content can they do it for us we, we see, see your messages you. i stop telling us they were old stop yeah, telling us that we're old. basically so, no, the, the short form content is coming though it's coming so like, i do we actually appreciate you guys messaging us up so, so you want to help out and stuff um but when you do that give us your fees because you know you don't want it for free yeah of course we want to pay people and also like big up shanika every single week oh, using the hashtag yes. do you know what i mean Love like shanika. really appreciate that i think Whenever you comment on the podcast, I just feel fulfilled. Like right, for everyone else as well, but mm-hmm. you know, everyone else use the hashtag as well. Um, we really appreciate it. And until next week.